Thank you for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. So today I'm going to talk to you guys about dreams. Have you ever had a dream to where you're just like, what in the world was that? It could be a good dream where God was trying to tell you something, or it could be a bad dream to where the enemy was just trying to lure you into a trap. Or maybe you even experienced something kind of physical in your dream state and you're like, what happened, right? Or more than likely, there's a lot of times that we just have regular dreams that mean absolutely nothing. Now, I have the opportunity to speak with people who struggle with the first two type of dreams and they'll reach out to me and they'll tell me their dream and, you know, I'll do my best to give them understanding if I can. If I can't, I'm going to let you know that. But I have had experience in these um, situations and so uh, I always tell people, hey, don't be afraid. Hit me up at lovewiththecross.rgv at gmail.com and I'm here to walk with you. You don't got to pay me for nothing. I'm here to walk with you. I'm here to help you in any way I can, um, especially people who are struggling uh, with the LGBTQ community, you know, um, struggling, sorry, coming out of the LGBTQ community. God is tugging on you and he's saying, hey, this is not what I have for you. And so you're trying to find um, that steady ground walking with God. You're, you are letting go of certain mindset sets and God is trying to illuminate your path and he's trying to guide you the right way. But at the same time, the enemy is like, oh no, I want this person back. I'm going to try to pull them back to where they used to be. I'm going to try to um, start drama in relationships and situations. And so also you could also be a parent with a kid in the LGBTQ and you're following God and you're like, I don't know how to do this. How am I supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this specific situation? That is what I'm here for. Now, usually I don't get into these type of specific conversations on this type of platform because I like to be able to give clarity and context when uh, people kind of don't have um, a good understanding of what I'm trying to say. There's a lot of questions and I don't like for people to walk away confused, but in a dream, God told me that's what you're going to talk about today. So let's dive into this. So as I said before, there are three main types of dreams that I haven't encountered in my life. So the first type of dream, it'll be dreams about nothing dreams that you've had all your life, just about whatever. These don't have any rhyme or reason to them. It's whatever. But then there's a second kind of dream. Okay. And so this type of dream, it's a dream to where God is speaking to you, where he's trying to convey a specific point to you. Sorry, I had to drink some water. Okay. And so what I have noticed is that in dreams, God will either try to encourage us. Maybe we're going through a situation to where um, we are really just frustrated or confused. We don't know whether to go to the left or the right. We don't know whether to take this job or that job. We don't know whether to trust this person or that person. And God's like, let me encourage you. Or maybe you're just like, I've been following you, God, for so long. And I don't feel like Things are going anywhere. Am I doing something wrong? You know, am am I not going to receive the promises that you said you were going to give me because it's been 5, 10, 15 years? Like, what's going on? And God's like, let me give this girl, let me give this guy a word of encouragement to kind of just uplift their spirits and to remind them that they are under my hand of protection and you're still in my uh you are still along that path that I have for you. My timing isn't your timing, 
but you're doing good. Keep pushing forward. And so in those type of dreams of encouragement, um, they're pretty awesome. I have had dreams, um, one dream in, uh, specifically, when I was moving from Texas to South Carolina a few months ago, this was a big change in my life. I knew that God had me in Texas for a reason, for a purpose, and I was not going to leave that place unless God told me to, because I'm not going to because I really want the things that he has for me. Although this life is so difficult and we're struggling with, you know, all of the confusion, um, all of our own mistakes. And we're just like, but God, I really want to continue to walk in your path. So please let me know if this is you speaking to me, if this is the decision that you want me to make, um, for my life. And so I remember in that season, God gave me uh, just one or two dreams throughout that year of um, me preparing for this transition. And one of the dreams I really remember so clearly, I was on a road, okay? And driving forward, I saw on the right-hand side of me, it was just a stream of water, okay? A beautiful, crystal clear stream of water that was flowing just very well. It was just flowing. And um, God was letting me know, you are on the right path. This is where I want you to go. You are following me, right? And so on the left-hand side of me, it was a median, okay? In the middle of the road, it was a median. And there was a TV on this median, and it was uh, Pastor Stephen Furtick, right? Because I was like, I think God wants me to go to Elevation Church. But I was like, I'm tripping. I don't even know, right? And I saw him preaching on the TV, but I kept passing it. I just passed it. And so I feel like God was telling me, you're on the right direction. You're on the right path. Yes, I'm telling you to make this step. But, and also, I'm also telling you that, yeah, this is where you're going to be for a season. You're going to be at this church for a season, but you're going to keep moving forward. Right. And so I'm like, okay, so that's going to be a season two. And I have to remind myself also, don't try to think ahead. Okay. Well, God, what's after that? Can you keep on with this dream? So I know the next five steps, God's like, no, right. God will tell us the next step in our life, but he won't necessarily tell us the next 10 or 15 steps. We want to feel safe and secure and know what's going to happen from square A all the way to Z because we like to know what's going on. Maybe we like to be in control. Okay. And so God's like, look, I need for you to chill, follow me. I'm going to let you know this next step. I need for you to trust me in this next step, even if I don't give you a dream about it. I may give you other signs. You know, God will speak to us through other people who have no clue, right, about what's going on. And they'll give us a word from God. And we're like, man, okay, that definitely lines up. And you have no clue what God's been speaking to me about. But you confirmed this thing in my life, you know. And so I had that as well, confirmation. And besides the dreams of encouragement in our life, he will also give us dreams for proper perspective. Sometimes we think we know what's going on. We think we know all the details to a situation in our life. And God has to kind of give us a proper perspective, proper eyesight into the situation to kind of help us to 
to, to find our bearings and to get steady back with him instead of jumping to the left or jumping to the right, getting off track of the path that he has for us. Because that's what the enemy wants us to do. The enemy wants us to get off track with God and to just go wayward in the opposite direction, right? Further away from the plans of God, further away from the purposes of God in our life, right? And so he will give us proper perspective dreams. I have had dreams to where it will be about certain people in my life. And I've had a dream to where it'll be like, you could see the enemy messing uh, with the situation, right? The enemy's messing with the situation. And then I have clarity that, you know what? It's not that person. And it's not necessarily me. It's the enemy that's coming in this place and trying to create drama, trying to create division, trying to create um, um, just uh, situations to where we begin to bicker with one another, right? And so we begin to understand that, wait a second, this battle, let me go to it right now. My Bible is so broken apart. This battle isn't about us, right? This is about the enemy trying to come in and destroy stuff that's going on in our individual lives or our lives together. Um, Ephesians chapter six, verse 10, it says a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, right? So it's saying we aren't fighting against each other, right? It's not mother against daughter. It's not coworker against coworker. Let's go back to it. But against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. God is letting us know, reminding us, that there is another world besides the one that we're in that we could uh, uh, discern with our five senses. But there's another one that has its own spiritual five senses, okay, where the enemy is trying to operate, well, is operating, trying to get us to to get off track of what God has for us, trying to create drama, trying to destroy churches, trying to destroy families and marriages and individual lives, right? Trying to get us to do the very thing that would tear us away from God. And so God's like, I'm going to give this person a dream so that they get proper perspective. So they stop fighting against flesh and blood, stop fighting against people, but realize that we both need to come together and fight against the enemy, or maybe even apart, we need to fight against the enemy. There are people that come into your life and the enemy will try, I'm getting into my next point, but that's okay. But the enemy will try to destroy that relationship with sin. He will try to destroy those relationships with negative thinking. Do we give into it or do we not? If you give in to the situation, if you give in to the, to the thinking that doesn't line up with God, I don't want you to beat yourself up about it. You need to forgive yourself. 
You need to forgive yourself when, um, forgive yourself and repent when you fall away a little bit. Maybe it's with lust. Maybe it's with thinking that this person is against you. And so you develop a hardened heart because of it. Maybe it's um, just having a disagreement about a situation to where you think you're right and you know they're wrong and both of you have this thought process and it creates division in that relationship. We need to understand that we are fighting something that is greater than us. What the enemy does is he gets us to fight each other so that we're just fighting each other, killing off each other's dreams, killing off each other's hopes, killing off each other's purposes for our life. And then we're feeling so bad and guilty and ugly about the whole thing that we just get in this funk and we just end up pulling ourselves away from God because of our feelings, right? And God's like, no, 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 we aren't fighting each other, but we are fighting against these, these, these forces that's going on in the world that we can't see. We are fighting against principalities that are coming to attack us and destroy the things of God that, um, the things that God has for us. And so that takes me into the third one dreams where Satan tries to lure you in. Have you ever had a dream to where the first one is Satan tries to plant seeds of temptation to get you to sin? Okay. The enemy will plant seeds of temptation. You will have a dream to where you are dreaming about, let's say a person and it's a sexual dream about a person. And even in your dream state, you give into it, right? And you just begin to say, yeah, this, I, I like fantasizing about this person. Um, I like even, um, fantasizing about having sex with this person, even in my dreams. And sometimes that thing can manifest, um, can, can manifest into the natural to where you really feel like you're doing this act that is demonic. And there are many people that are out there that uh, encounter this manifestation of the physical act, even though you're still sleeping. This act is going on in the natural. It went from the supernatural into this world that we could see, feel, taste, see, and touch. And you don't tell anybody that this is going on because you think that they will think that you're absolutely crazy. But guess what? You aren't crazy. The enemy does these things. He will plant seeds and then he'll slowly just pull you in. So if you like uh, fantasizing and having sex with a person in your dream, he's like, okay, let's take this into the real world. And you're going to feel so weird about it at first, but then eventually you keep doing it. You'll begin to enjoy that thing. And so now day to day, you are lusting more after the flesh now, day to day, you begin to really um, start to talk more to that person that you've been fantasizing about. Um, let's say they're married, right? You start talking more to that person and now you're developing a friendship. You're developing a relationship and it goes from something that seems healthy on the outside to something that is very healthy on the outside to where you begin to um, 
Um, let's say you even have an affair with that person, right? Or that person's not married, they're single, but then you get into a sexual relationship with that person, right? And so the enemy will plant seeds to try to get you to sin, to fall into sin. It could get you into watching pornography again, right? Try to get you to um, even go to places that you know you shouldn't go to. It's small seeds that the enemy plants to try to get you to develop and cultivate a life of sin, a mindset of sin to where you're just comfortable now thinking about all of these negative things, thinking about all of these things that will pull you further and further away from God and closer and closer to the enemy. The second type of dream that I've seen that I've seen the enemy do was um, to try to get us into is he tries to shift our focus. So have you ever had a dream where forget even a dream, you're just chilling and you just start daydreaming up an argument with someone, right? And you literally start to get upset and frustrated on the inside. And then you see that person that day and you're carrying that negativity that didn't even happen, an argument that didn't even happen. You were carrying it into that situation, defenses up, because you're like, man, if this person acts like that and does what I thought they were going to do, this is what I'm going to do. But you're going into the situation so negative to where the other person is like, yo, what's going on with you? They put their defenses up, and now they're going to give you what you expected them to give you, because you cultivated that situation because of a dream that the enemy put in you or a daydream. Dreams that Satan tries to give to us to try to shift our focus is even um, playing a dream in your mind as you're sleeping to where a situation unfolds. And this person says that, and then this person does that, and then it cultivates this situation And so we wake up in the morning and we think that it's a God dream. And so again, we go in with our defenses up. We go in with a mindset that is not the mindset of God that says, okay, I'm going to go into this situation with the mind of God, patience, right? Love, a sound mind, calm mind, a mind filled with the Bible, being the hands and feet of Jesus, a mind going in with forgiveness because you know what? This, this battle is not against you and me. This battle is against the enemy that is trying to get me to get upset at you and trying to get you to get upset at me. So I'm going to come in with humility. I'm going to come in with love. I'm going to come in for, with forgiveness. Man, sometimes we can go into a situation super Jesus, right? Like super full of, of um, uh, the, the fruits of the spirit, but then the other person goes, man, you're acting so fake and so holy, da, 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 because we're acting like Jesus, right? They expect for us to act how we used to act. They expect for us to act, um, they expect to be able to push our buttons and we react the way we normally act and we don't, and they still get upset, but you know what? That's okay because the enemy is using you. I'm still going to put love in this situation. I'm still going to love you. If you push me away, that's on you, but I'm going to still love you and I'm going to pray for you. And if you come back, you come back. If you don't, you don't. So don't let the enemy fill your thoughts 
you know what? You're going to have a random thought that does and does not line up with the word of God. The initial thought that comes in, that's not your fault. That's the enemy trying. That's the enemy pulling back that flaming arrow and letting it go and seeing what's going to happen when it gets close to you. So we see that thought. It's coming at us. We have that thought. But what do I do with it? Mm -mm. We have to discern whether it's God or not God. And then deal with it according to how the Bible tells us to deal with it. And if we do that, that thought falls short of penetrating us and destroying us. Do you, um, it, it falls short of penetrating us to where we begin to make wrong decisions and act out of um, emotions or being afraid or being confused. God says that we don't live by our feelings, but we live by the word of God. And so in that, you can't discern what is of God and what is of Satan if you are not plugged in to him. If you aren't plugged into God, you, you will think you can discern, well, this is a God dream. Oh, God's just warning me about her because you know what? She's been acting like this. Mm -mm, that was God. The enemy is so much smarter than you, boo. The enemy is so much smarter than you. The enemy is so much wiser than you. But the only thing that allows you to be able to have a, a one up on the enemy is by you allowing the Holy Spirit to do a new thing in you to where you are developing your relationship with God. You're in the word. You are speaking to him. You are having that relationship. You are spending time in worship, right? You are fostering that relationship. And when you do that, you begin to hear clearly the word of God. You begin to understand the word of God. You begin to receive revelation this is you growing as a Christian. And as you grow, you will better be able to spot what was the enemy and what was God. But you can't do this if you aren't plugged in. You can't just listen to my videos and think you're plugged in. You aren't. You can't listen to just a pastor on, uh, on TV and read. I'm going to go as far to say this. You can't listen to a pastor on TV do your you version every day and think that you are plugged in. This isn't popular. You can't do the bare minimum and think that you have some deep relationship with God. Let me tell you something. The enemy is here to steal, kill, and destroy. And if the enemy can get you to be a lukewarm Christian, half cold, half hot, doing a whole bunch of nothing, not being the hands and feet of Jesus, God not being number one priority in your life. Oh, man, so many of us live this way. So many of us live this way. We are lukewarm. Reading our Bible every other day because we're busy. Not spending time in worship with God except for on Sundays. Because we're busy. <laughs> Shoot, because we don't feel like it step further because we want to be on Instagram and uh, watch Netflix because I didn't feel like listening to the, this Jessica person talk no more I'm bored I'm just gonna shut the 
shut the screen. We need to be entertained by something. Let me tell you something. The devil will entertain you all day long. And he's keeping you from the promises of God, the blessings of God. He is keeping you from being Jesus to those around you. People don't look at you and can tell. People can't tell that you are a child of God because you look no different from the person next to you. You're a Christian by name only. You're a fan, not a follower. So if we want to get out of the junk that we're in, the drama that we're in, the the mess up thinking, the sin patterns that we keep going through day in and day out. If we want to get out of that thing, it comes down to a relationship. You could talk to me all day long. You could, uh, we could email each other back and forth, but unless you apply this stuff, you will always remain stuck. God's always telling you that you need to spend more time with him. Begin to listen. Don't waste away your days. Don't waste time. The most valuable thing that you have is time. You can't get that back. Don't waste it playing with the enemy. Yeah, it's tiring following God sometimes when you just feel like you're swimming in circles and you've read all these Bible chapters and you don't see that change just yet. I'm not saying that it's easy. But over time, you will begin to see the fruit of the seeds that you plant by being obedient to God. I hope that you guys enjoyed this. Again, as usual, check me out on YouTube, on Facebook. Um, Facebook, Love at the Cross. My personal is Jessica Newsom. Uh, my website, loveofthecross.com. Email me if you want to talk one-on-one. I would love to walk with you through your journey. Um, we all need someone to walk with. You can't do this by yourself. You can go to loveatthecross.rgv at gmail.com and I will respond to your email as soon as possible. Check this out on podcasts, please, wherever podcasts are available. Um, rate and review. Share this on YouTube. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning again to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom.